You're listening to Fan Holes, a podcast for fans by the fans. Secret Brothers. I have clinical. You guys are like wasting my time right now. Hey, baby. What's <laughs> going on? This is my microphone voice. <laughs> Where do you buy those that? I need one. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I didn't invent honorable mentions, mister. <laughs> I have a headset. It looks way cool. You should all be jealous. I, uh, we are. I'm with Mike on that one. I'm a woman! <laughs> it is our show. It's called Fan Holes, not, you know, what you guys want. <laughs> <laughs> We do a podcast? What the fuck? Previously on 24. If I don't find the bomb in time, this whole place will explode. I'm hanging the mainframe right now, Jack. But yelling at me will not help. Damn it, Chloe! Hang on, I gotta take this. Jack, this is the president. I've been assassinated again. Can you look into it? Damn it, Mr. President! Hold on, I've got another call. Hi, Jack. I just thought this would be the perfect time to talk about our relationship. Damn it, Audrey! Uh, just a second. Boss, Mother Base is under attack. We've been set up. Damn it, cops! Oh, I gotta put you on hold. Hello? Um, would you like to be a guest on the Fanholes podcast? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, what time? Saturday night around 9-ish Eastern Standard? Damn it, fan holes! The following takes place between the time this podcast begins and the time this podcast ends. Hey guys, and welcome back to Fan Holes. This is Mike, I'll be your host tonight, and uh, tonight we're, we've got two topics for you. We're going to talk about uh, the... Comedy Central uh, cartoon uh, South Park. We kind of like made our like this is this is I guess kind of long in coming because we kind of made our way through a bunch of like notable animated comedies like The Simpsons and Family Guy and Futurama. So you know we it, it's always been in the back of our like catalog to like oh yeah we should like do a topic on South Park eventually. So I we finally made it to, to that. So yeah, and then uh, yeah exactly. And uh, the the second topic we will be talking about is the video game franchise, uh, Metal Gear or Metal Gear Solid. Um, I don't I don't think it's gonna be out by the time we air this, but like Metal Gear Solid Five is coming out. Like I I don't know, Brian. Like, did have they given an actual like release date for that? Or um, I'm not sure. The uh, Ground Zeroes prologue or whatever it is is already out. I have it. Um, I'm not sure when Phantom Pain's supposed to come out. Yeah, I, I wasn't positive, but I, I guess this I guess it can be con- this can be considered a sort of tie-in to that or whatever, but we're we're just going to talk about the franchise like all together. Like me and Brian are pretty big fans of it and Tony's played a couple of the games, so but uh before we get into anything, I I guess I've already ruined the surprise, but like let's uh who who else is here? <laughs> hey, it's Brian Breakdown. Hey, this is Tony Chanklaw and ski guys, I'm doing a podcast. Metal Gear. <laughs> Metal Gear. Oh my god, you're so fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, the DARPA chief died of a heart attack. I don't know what happened. Metal Gear. Whatever. Meryl's hot. She's my niece. She's still hot, asshole. Get out, you loser. Shut up, hotness. But since we're all goofy about it, I guess we should talk about Metal Gear first. So, uh, you know, Metal Gear is uh, Hide- uh, Hideo Kojima's, uh, like, baby, I guess. Like, I think, uh, what, what did it come out for, like, the Famicom? Like, the original one? Like... The yeah. very first game. Yeah, and there was a lot of controversy because he he didn't like how it was ported over to America, the original one. He was he, was, he wasn't like, pleased with the results. Yeah, I don't like. Was it? I was gonna say like I I don't even like I had when Metal Gear Solid came out for PlayStation. Like I had uh, I somehow I had I'd never played like any of the original games like on the other systems, but. Like, I somehow knew, like, it was a franchise name. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, Metal Gear. Like, but, like, I'd never played the other games, so I guess it's some kind of, like, it's somehow, like, imprinted on me somewhere. Like, I don't know where, but maybe I was thinking of, like, Metal Slug or something, but I was kind of like, oh, yeah. Well, Metal Metal Gear was, was a pretty popular game on the NES. I didn't play the Famicom version. But, like, I mean, I, re- I mean, as being the old fan hole, one of the old fan holes, it was really popular when it came out. It was hard as balls, but it was really fun, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it was one of those games where, like, it, the the difficulty was to the point where you did get pissed off and you wanted to throw your controller across the room. But at the same time, it also had that difficulty where you wanted to fucking beat it. You know, you were just like, oh, I got a little bit further. I, I punched four more dogs this time, you know? <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. The the first time I ever, like, well, Metal Gear Solid was the first one I ever played, and the first one, like, I actually saw someone else playing, and, like, my my good friend was, like, playing it, like, after school, and I was like, hey, what's this? And, you know, and I sat down, and, like, we played it for, like, two hours straight, because, like, the story was, like, so engrossing and stuff, and, like, you just wanted to see what would happen next, and, you know, everyone kind of, nowadays, I guess it's kind of a little played out, like, the 20-minute-long, like, codec conversations and, <laughs> and cutscenes and stuff but back then it was like man this is like playing a movie like almost like it was it was kind of cool and like i guess i have some nostalgic fondness for like the the original playstation like blurry faces in the cutscenes and stuff so well, I, mean, I, I well I, I think one of the things <clears throat> about metal gear solid which i did play like i said i haven't played <laughs> i did play that one i haven't played a lot more recent ones but I think one of the things about Metal Gear Solid, and I'm sure Brian would agree with this, and I'm you too, Mike. It was like that really was like one of the forefathers and like the the like foundation titles for the whole stealth kind of uh, gameplay. Mm-hmm. That was, like, that yeah. was like the first game where you actually had to be sneaky, and you like the whole whole idea was like not to just run in and shoot everybody. You actually had to be you know like you know covert and try to plan your shit out. So yeah. It's pretty obvious, too, like, it's one of the early games that really delivered, like, a cinematic experience. Like, uh, Hideo's, you know, obviously a huge uh, movie fan, and, like, he literally likes almost creating movies with games, and I think that's kind of what he's trying to do. Even back then, I remember before it came out, uh, I had played it on the NES, and... I guess the difficulty for me wasn't like getting sneaking past the enemies or the dogs or anything, but it was kind of figuring out what to do. And so, like, I'd always get to a certain point, and then like, I have nowhere to, I, you know, I have no idea where I'm supposed to go next or what equipment I need to do whatever. So I give up. So, but um, I remember going to the mall all the time when the PlayStation first came out, and like, it was like a GameStop or a Babbage's or something, and like, they had a, a like a video on loop, and it just kept 
replaying the opening scene to like uh, Metal Gear Solid where Snake's like, you know, in that one man sub, like sneaking into the base in Alaska or wherever it's yeah. at, and it's all snowy and awesome. And I just remember seeing that video over and over, and like the hype kept building for the game, and I was so excited to get it. It's like, whoa, I'm actually, like you said, Mike, like playing a movie. This is awesome. Yeah, well, yeah. well Metal Gear Solid, like, I mean, even for the PlayStation, like, everybody's used to the PlayStation being that, that groundbreaking console. It's like, ooh, the first, like, you know, CD-ROM, like, system that's actually worth a shit. But at the same time, it was a really well-done game, even for the PlayStation, like, the graphics and everything. It was like, everybody was like, oh, Konami, they can make good games. <laughs> I forgot that. They had done shit in, like, fucking five years. Yeah, I just, I just very vividly remember, like, I, I did own a PlayStation, but I don't think I owned one at that time, so I vividly remember going after school and, like, to my friend's house, and, and, like, you know, we'd be like, okay, let's play, like, the next, like, episode of Metal Gear Solid, or whatever, you know, and, and we kept doing it until we, like, beat the entire game and stuff, and, yeah, like, I... I, I thought like back then I guess it's it's kind of cheesy when you look at it now but I like I thought the voice acting was pretty good and like some I mean some of it has become like so like overdone now that it's kind of like like and like very memes of the internet yeah yeah very tropey and very overdone maybe but like you know there's so many like funny things like you know that, that have come like that have been maintained in like subsequent games like you know my favorite is always you know when you die you know whoever the last person you <laughs> talk to is like snake snake <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well i think one of the really cool things and you guys would know this more than i would since you have played more of the more recent games and after like i think i played msg2 uh MGS2. I keep saying MSG. I don't know why. I'd love some monosodium <laughs> glutamate. Uh, that's my thing. But uh, uh, with Metal Gear Solid, though, because the first two on the NES were fun. I enjoyed them. They they sucked, but they were fun. That, that thing. I never played Snake's Revenge. How was that? Just real quick. It was it was kind of like Metal Gear Light. It was it was not quite as hard. Was it more of like a straight up action game? No, I mean, it did have the stealth thing. It wasn't quite as hard, but also at the same time, there was just points where it was really fucking hard. It was like they they, they did this weird thing where it was like that, that learning curve went from like, oh, okay, okay, I got what I, yeah, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? hmm. It went from zero to like, oh, yeah, you're not getting past this, and like you have to break out the strategy it's, guide or Nintendo Power, you know? Is that the one that, like, Kojima, like, has disowned or something? Like, one of them, he says, is not, like, canon. Yeah, because it was made, like, without his permission. Just, like, I think even, like, an American studio developed it. And then, like, even though he hated it, like, supposedly he's on, like, this airplane ride with some other Japanese developer. He's like, you know, this game is crap, so you should make another Metal Gear and, like, make it yours again. So that's kind of how he went back to making Metal Gear games. So I guess it's kind of good that came out because it ticked him off enough that he, you know, jumped back in and started making more games, too. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. The Metal Gear games were actually not released technically by Konami. <clears throat> it was under one of their, like, subsidiary developers, Ultra Games. Which I always found funny, but Ultra Games were Konami. Like, I mean, if you look at, uh, for example, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first one, that was by Ultra Games. But everybody's like, that's a fucking Konami game, you know? <laughs> it's like, eh, it sucks, yeah. but it's Konami. But uh, what I was going to say is, like, with the uh, with the cinematics that you guys were talking about, 
isn't it crazy? Like, because like I said, the first two on NES did not have this as much. You were Solid Snake, but it was very much like a traditional video game where, like, you know, I am the character. But with the PlayStation ones, it was like, no, fucking Snake is a fucking character. Yeah. And, like, he's well, become like, kind of like a pop culture kind of thing, you know? Yeah, well, you really, like, thanks to, like, the story and, like, how into it and all those, like, damn, like, Kodak conversations. like Metal Gear. Like, <laughs> yeah, you really got to know him and stuff. And let me, let me ask Brian: Do you remember, like, on your first playthrough, did you give in during the torture, or did you like resist the entire time? Um, I don't know if I had like a magazine that gave me some of the tips and hints back then, because I'm pretty sure I wasn't online or anything yet. But um, somehow I knew that if you gave in, like. You know, it'd be, like, bad for you to do that. Like, I can't remember. Does Meryl die if you give in or something? I think if you give in, yeah, Meryl ends up dead at the end. Yeah, somehow I knew not to give in, even though, like, my hand was on fire afterwards. But then also, like, I knew how to beat Psycho Mantis, too, because I think I read it somewhere. So I I sort of spoiled it for me. Oh, gosh. People hated that so much. So, like, you had to plug in the yeah. second controller, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that was a mind fuck from hell. That was that was that. But that's 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 really cool though, because it's not impossible. It's just yeah. you know, it's it's that like you said, kind of playing the movie thing. You have to kind of think outside the box, or you know, outside of the. I, I used to like how Psycho Mantis used to identify other games you were playing, like on PlayStation. Like yeah. The, yeah, like memory card. Your memory card. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of like very unique, like fourth wall breaking things that like, you know, continue on to like this day in like future games. Mm-hmm. And you know, I always call Psycho Mantis um, uh, Marilyn Manson for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's just kind of yeah. <laughs> He's very gothy. Very very gothy. Yeah. Yeah. Raiden, what's your status, Colonel? I've got Emma Emmerich here. We've managed to avoid drowning. Good job. I guess let me move on to, uh, I remember Metal Gear Solid 2 was like a huge deal. Like, you know, like years later, like people were like, oh, they're finally doing a sequel to this, blah, blah, blah. You know, I and I remember like, you know, they, they had, uh, my friend bought Zone of Enders because it came with like I did that Gear too. <laughs> yeah, the Metal Gear Solid 2, like, demo. And like, we played that demo like two or three times. Mm-hmm. And then... What what was your reaction, Brian, when you first like had to play as like Raiden? Like, were you like, what the hell is this? Or were you like, oh, I'm sure like I'll get to play a snake again eventually? Or, like, yeah, what, what, like I mean, it was the biggest cock tease in video game history. Like <laughs> like you said, I got the demo from Zone of the Enders, and the demo only covered like the initial um, like ep- episode where you're getting on the boat and stuff, like with Snake. So, I mean, you have, like, no clue from the demo that there's going to be any change in main character or lead character. So, yeah, it came, like, as this huge shock. And I was like, well, okay, well, he's still talking to Snake. Maybe you play up to the final mission, and then Snake comes back and helps out or some crap. But, yeah, I mean, that doesn't happen. And I think I was really pissed off for a while because it didn't happen. Like, uh, I know eventually you gravitated and actually like Raiden now, but, like, at the time, yeah, I was kind of pissed off about it, I think. 
Yeah, I, I I was too, and like yeah, like nowadays, like I sort of see Raiden as like more of a like sort of like maybe how Derek would see like a Rodimus Prime type or a Hot Rod type, where like he's like <laughs> y- young upstart, like chosen one or whatever, where he's well, like cool and stuff. I was just gonna say, relating it somewhat to Transformers, since you brought Transformers up, like for some reason with Transformers the movie, my favorite part of the movie is the beginning, like up to the part where Optimus Prime dies, and there's been so many times where I've sat down to watch the movie and then like I, I just immediately quit after watching up to that point because <laughs> you know I love the Battle of Autobus City so kind of like that in the game too like anytime I'd go back and revisit Metal Gear Solid like I'd just do that initial like sneaking mission with Snake <laughs> on the boat and like you know watch the Russian colonel take off or whatever and then like oh I'm done <laughs> I'm done <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's pretty much, yeah, I get you. Well, do you, do you think, like, a lot of the uh, people who played it, because I played Metal Gear Solid 2, but not a lot. I, I played it. I didn't finish it. I didn't get to the end and stuff. Um, and I did play as, as Raiden or Raiden, however you want to say the name. But uh, do you think a lot of people were turned off not just because, you know, he's a young upstart and he's like Rodimus Prime, but also because he, I mean, like, yeah, like, you know, saw a snake and he's like, you know, like, I'm a grizzled, you know, like, I have passed, I'm, you don't know what I've been, you know, he's like, he has this whole, like, fucking, you know, like, angry, like, veteran, you know, seen a bunch of shit and everything. And then Ryan is just like, I got a sword! <laughs> well, in that game, it's more like, oh, I got a girlfriend, oh, she's breaking up yeah. with me. And, like, <laughs> yeah. this whole, like, I don't know what you want to call it, counterterrorism, like, engulfing, like, the whole U.S. government, like, those giant plots, revol- like, going on around you, and, like, you keep calling your girlfriend, or she keeps calling you, and, like, it's over, right? And, oh, no, my girlfriend's leaving. So it's like, you know what? I don't care about your stupid girlfriend, dude. I gotta go out to the Patriots here. I gotta get to the bottom of this. Quit calling your girl. I just, I just remember, yeah, like, like, stuff, like, super important stuff's going down. Like, you know, like they're gonna launch like a nuclear missile, and then like she, like, what's her name, uh, Rose? She like calls and she's like, Ryan, and I went in your room and it was all empty. Why do you have an empty room? And, and Ryan's all like, I'm afraid, Rose. I'm afraid of the night. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, isn't there like a bomb about to go off? Like, do you really have time to be talking about this? Like, you're sword yeah. fighting on like the U.S. stock exchange. Maybe you can think about something else besides your girlfriend. <laughs> and I was like, listen, honey, we'll go on Doctor Phil when I get home if I don't die. So, uh, you know, I, I think what well, I'm looking for right now is for you to calm your tits a little bit. All right. <laughs> I, I do like when Raiden gets, like, the sword at the end of the game, and you can go and hack through all those ninjas and stuff, and that's probably why I like, like, Raiden's own game so much, because it's all, like, sword-slashing action and whatnot. But, I, like, I think I told you this, Brian, but, like, I was all, like, annoyed, because I read, like, the IDW ad- adaptation of Metal Gear Solid 2, and it, it was, like, good up until the end, where, like, Raiden, instead, like, they changed the ending of the game, where, like, you know, in the game, Raiden be Eats like Solidus Snake, but like in the comic adaptation, he gets his ass kicked and Solidus knocks him unconscious, and Snake jumps back in, takes Raiden's sword, and kills Solidus in like one page. And like hmm. he's even like he's even like no more child abuse, and he like just kills him. <laughs> and I'm like, well, 
that's kind of like really like you know Random. derogatory towards Raiden, but whatever. You know? Yeah. No child abuse, man. I guess I guess that's some of that like sort of resentment you might have had when you first played the game, like like realized, I guess, where you you kind of wish that Snake would like come back and like handle things or whatever. But you know, nowadays I'm kind of like ah, I don't know, that's kind of dumb, but. I, I, I've always had like this like fan theory that people really like Ninja from Metal Gear Solid, because Ninja was pretty badass. I like Ninja. Oh, and, uh, Fox. Yeah, yeah. I just call him Ninja because McFarlane released a toy and they just called him Ninja. Really? Maybe recent. Yeah. Oh, he was a cool figure. He's the one I bought from the line. And I think people liked him because he looked cool. He had a cool look, and they're just like people like guys with swords. Can't use Ninja. He's already a bad guy. So let's just make a uh, make a new guy riding. Give him a sword. That'd be cool. Make him a little bit more, you know, Stridery. Right. <laughs> yeah. always reminds me of Strider from the fucking Strider video games. Yeah, he does. He kind of does all the bullet deflection things and all that. There's only room for one boss and one snake. I, I guess I'll move on a little bit more to Metal Gear Solid Three. Um, which I actually never ended up finishing. Like, I never played, like, I mostly watched my friend play it, like, and then, like, I got that, like, anniversary, like, collection, and, like, I started to play it, but then I, like, didn't finish it. And, like, I know a lot of people say Metal Gear Solid 3 is, like, the best one, but I don't it's know. It's my favorite, like, for sure. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's Sons of Liberty, right? No, that's uh, Snake Eater. Okay, yeah, I know, yeah, like I said, I, after, after the second Metal Gear Solid, I'm, I'm lost, so, yeah, okay. I, I can definitely see why it's so, like, highly regarded and stuff, but I don't know, like, it didn't work for me exactly. Like, I don't know if it was, like, the the, the, the time setting or, like, like the survival aspect, like, where I, I was kind of, like, playing and I was like, what, I gotta find something to eat now? Like, that's lame, I wanna go kill <laughs> Like, so, like, I don't know. It, it didn't quite work for me. I think the story was really nice, but I don't know, the gameplay mechanics, I, like... I like things to be like kind of simpler, I guess, and like they 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 made it a little too complicated for me in like Metal Gear Solid Three. I think I, I, think I like I, Snake Eater first of all because like you know it was Big Boss again, so you're playing as Snake the whole time, so that was good. Um, also, I thought like out of Metal Gear storylines, like Snake Eaters is like pretty simple to follow. Like it's stupid. But I mean, it's simple, so I could I could follow it pretty easily. And like, I loved like all the different like camouflages you could find. Um, I, I, I was just about to say the only thing I know about Metal Starlight Three now that you say Snake Eater is a uh, crocodile suit. Yeah, um, my favorite was the brick camo, which was like this red and black camouflage with the zombie face paint. Which the zombie face paint actually looks like a skull, so I don't know why they call it zombie. But man, Snake looks so ba like that. Like I would wear that even if I was like running through the forest. <laughs> I'd have the brick camo on, like in negative fifteen percent stealth, just because it looked awesome. So yeah, by far my favorite game. You will remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> The bosses in Snake Eater are really good too, actually. Like two of my or two of my favorite bosses in there. One, what is what's the old guy's name, Mike? I'm forgetting right now. Oh, the sniper. Is it the end? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, so there's this like 
I don't know how old he's supposed to be. I think he's supposed to be over 100 or some crap. But, like, in the cutscene, you see them wheel this old piece of crap, like, out in the wheelchair. <laughs> and, like, he's supposed to be, like, this, you know, amazing sniper from, like, World War One or World War Two or some crap. But he's, like, a billion years old. So the game gives you a few options to, like, beat him. One is, like, immediately after, like, it seems like the cutscene's still going, but it's actually a playable moment. You can just zoom in from where you're watching the cutscene and, like, shoot him in his wheelchair which I don't know if that's like a, like kind of like a Weasley cheap way out, but I know I did it more than a few times. Hey, uh, you're, you're, you're a snake. This is war. <laughs> yeah. You can battle him legit, legitly in the forest, and like that is like an amazingly hard battle. But then the third way to beat him was once you start the battle, if you like save your game and shut it off and you don't touch it for two weeks, I think the time period was, or you just advance the clock on your game, like he'll die of old age when you restart the game, so you can <laughs> skip the fight. So I just thought that was like really awesome, like in a clever way to beat him. I remember all that. Um, I remember when I was playing it like on the anniversary edition, like I had known that you could kill him like right out, like that first time you saw him. So like I I sniped him in the head while he was trying to wheelchair away. <laughs> and the funny part is, when you kill him like that, his wheelchair explodes and the, the wheel the wheel flies off and flies all the way to where you are shooting from and hits you in the face. Yeah, so, yeah I so remember that now. Goes, <laughs> like, like that, that cracked me up. I, I will reiterate what I said before the podcast. We are very, very bad people. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I heard of all those like certain methods and like I also like that he has like a parrot and like I know you can actually find the parrot and kill it and eat it too and like he gets all pissed off about it. Yeah. So. Man, snake's a dick. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I was gonna say like the presentation in that game is like excellent. Like it, like even the the very last fight when he fights like the boss in that like field of flowers and yeah. stuff. Like, you feel like it's really cool, like it's really, like, badass and stuff, and, like, really epic, mm-hmm. and, yeah. You, and, like, I... Oh, go ahead, Tony. Do you guys mind a, a tangent real quick? Because I don't know about yes. this or not, so I, I'm I'm woefully uninformed. Have there any? Have there ever been any Metal Gear Solid, like, animes or anything? I don't think so. I mean, the game itself is pretty it's much... It's kind of like an anime. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's ever been, like, specific like animated I almost projects. think that they made like motion comic stuff with that really yeah. badass like black and white artist that does all the cool art yeah. games I think there's like, motion comics but that's probably as close as they got uh, I was yep. just curious because uh, with such a, a, a wealth of storytelling I, I was wondering if like you know somebody was like shit this is this is easily like a, at least an OVA you know something like that yeah like portable ops and peace walker have like those really cool yeah like uh, Ashley Wood is the artist he does those really cool black and white like comic styled cutscenes like he also did like the adaptations of Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear Solid 2 for IDW which are like I said those books look beautiful basically like I mean some people might say you know like oh what is this crap like sketchy art or whatever but I think like the style really works for, like, Metal Gear, basically. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of your avatars, isn't it? Yeah, that's the avatar I have right now is, like, an Ashley Wood, like, Solid Snake. And yeah, yeah, it fits, it fits, yeah. yeah. So, what do you think? Is your age of heroes finally over? Hmm. I'm no hero. Never was. Never will be. You haven't changed at all, Snake. 
What about Metal Gear Solid 4? This one's probably the most, like, I guess, like, what we were talking about where you're playing a movie, basically. And, like, I think this this one has, like, the most, the longest cutscenes. And, like, at this point, I think when I was, like, watching my friend play that, like, I never actually played Metal Gear Solid 4. Like, I watched my friend play through the whole thing. Like, I guess I'm cheating or whatever, but... Is, it, like, is this one Sons of Liberty? No, Sons ah, of Liberty is number two. Is that number two? I just call it MSG, yeah. M, uh, MGS2. I never called it Sons of Liberty. No, uh, number four is uh, Guns of the Patriots. Oh, uh, okay. See, I, I just I just fucking called it number two. I don't know. But, like, the, the I, other like I call Metal Gear number two, Metal Gear number two, not Snake's Revenge. So I guess that's just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, like, the other three, like I mentioned so far, I've actually played, and even though I didn't beat number three, like, but Metal Gear Solid 4, like, I, I, I played, like, the very first level, and then, like, I, I, my friend had gotten me a used copy of it, and then, like, the game froze, and I never, like, went back to it. But, like, I, I'd seen the entire game, because I'd watched various people, like, play it and whatnot, so... I think Metal Gear Solid 4, like, is the point where I was kind of like, okay, like, move on. Like, the cutscenes got too long and, like, overdramatic and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. What did you think of Metal Gear Solid 4, Brian? Um, I thought it was okay. I didn't like as much as Snake Eater, but one of the, like, it did provide me, like, a huge motivation to keep playing was, you know, hoping that you'd find, like, a cure for Snake and he wasn't going to die of his old age twin disease, whatever it was. So, like... Like, I don't know, that just that single purpose of, like, hoping Snake would get cured, like, really drove me to, like, you know, finish the game and really get invested in the story, so. Yeah. And that, like, <laughs> Sorry, I just picture my, uh, Brian just, like, playing the game, like, I am going to fucking end up in a wheelchair, somebody's going to fucking snipe me. God yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I guess like I, I was I was cool like with like I, I liked like Raiden and Snake like fighting side by side and stuff, but like I don't know like I, some of that stuff got like really melodramatic when it came to like Raiden like whining about like how he was like a cyborg now and whatnot and like his wife left him and all that, but yeah and and same thing like sort of with like Otacon and uh, what's her face uh, the scientist lady where like that got kind of like over dramatic and or melodramatic at times and whatnot but like like i think it was still like a good conclusion at least to like solid snake story and like i i I, um i was really like like surprised like at the very very end when big boss like comes back and i'm like what he's still alive like that was (laughs) a a really like nice moment i think but Mm -hmm. Yeah, otherwise, like, I was kind of, like, story-wise, I was kind of, eh. I mean, at, at, least, at the very least, you got to pilot, like, Metal Gear Rex in it. So, like, I, I guess, like, I'm being harsh on it, but it had a lot of good moments in it, it looked like. Metal Gear Solid 4, bros before hoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. She betrayed me, cuz. She what? In the end, she put down her gun. And when she did... She rejected her entire life up to that point, including me. What do you mean? In giving up her life, she abandoned everything she was as a soldier. And you consider that betrayal? I won't make the same choice as her. My future is going to be different. Then? Yeah, that's right. From now on, call me. Big boss.
I guess we'll we'll talk about uh, Peace Walker because I think both Brian recommended this game to me and I played it and I really liked it and like uh, Brian, why don't you talk a little about it because I know you you were the one who first told me about it basically. So yeah, so this game kind of takes place after um, Snake Eater continuity wise and it's basically a big boss like. Um, starting his own army and, like, building it up. So it plays a little bit differently than most Metal Gear games. Uh, There's missions you go on, and they're kind of, like, bite-sized chunk of, like, stealth, you know, the stealth action you're used to. But the the innovation in this game is that um, all these people that you encounter in the field, all these enemy soldiers, like, you can, um, if you knock them out, you can, like, tag them and, like, have them sent back to your base, and then you can try to have them join your military. So the whole time, like, you're you're building your military, you're building, um, what's the big oil platform thing called? Oh, Outer uh, Heaven. Outer, outer Heaven. Yeah. yeah. So that's getting built, and, like, I don't know, there's just a cool, like, almost like a Sim-style game within the sneaking game. And I really like Sim Styles games, so like I was always, you know, addicted to recruiting people and checking out their stats and, you know, trying to get the best people into the best like jobs and stuff. So I really enjoyed Peace Walker. I yeah, I was gonna say like, you know, like I said, I don't really like like sorta like micromanaging and stuff, but like it was so easy to do and like addictive that I actually really enjoyed it in that game and I'm glad like you recommended it to me because what do you call it? I had a lot of fun with that game, and I, like, played it until I got, like, close to, like, 100%, like, it complete or uh-huh. whatever. Like, And, like, yeah, I, I kept... I, I got so mad when you used to send, like, your army to other countries, and, like, they'd lose, and I'd be like, oh, come on! Like, I just bought that friggin' new tank yeah. and stuff. You got it blown up? Like, come on, you assholes! Like... Come on, Leopard, you can do better than that. They all had goofy names. Yeah, they all had, like, like animal code names and stuff. Yeah, like Pissy Zebra and Chocolate Mongoose. (laughs) Chocolate Mongoose. I don't know, we're just making it up, but it's stuff like that, but... Yeah, I, I used to like like uh, switching all like the main characters like because they had like super high stats into different like areas, so like that that area would excel for a short time and whatnot. Uh huh. Yeah, like that that was all pretty uh, a lot of fun, and like I said, I liked Ashley Woods like cutscenes. Like since it was on PSP, like all the story takes place in like these like sort of comic motion comic sort of cutscenes with Ashley Woods art, so. Like, I, I kind of like that stuff, so I thought that was really effective. I, Did you ever do much with the multiplayer? No, I never actually tried the multiplayer. Like, I, I, I think I got, like, some new game, like, shortly after I had beaten, like, Peace Walker, and then I, like, dropped it and didn't go back to it, basically, but... Yeah. How what? Did you play the multiplayer at all? Yeah, like, what was the first game that multiplayer? Was it 4? Or did Snake Eater have it? Anyways, like, I played... Uh, Metal Gear multiplayer before, and there's always like um like versus styles multiplayer, like one team versus the other team of you know actual people playing. And I always thought Metal Gear Solid was a really really ch- poor choice to do multiplayer with because like I don't know like the mechanics and gameplay are so slow that it's like almost frustrating to try to play with other people because when you play online you need to do stuff like rapidly and like I just never felt I was good enough and I as always just like. You know, I'd be laying down, and I'd see a guy coming, I'd be like, oh, better get up and shoot him. And I'd be, like, halfway kneeling, and he'd just, like, get up and, like, kill me. So, like, I, I had no time to do anything. But with um, the, the multiplayer here in uh, Peace Walker, there is actually co-op, which I thought, like, worked really well. So there's a lot of 
the missions that you could play single player that you could also play with either two or four other people. And so, like, you just join a game with them, and, like, it'd be all of you versus the tank at the rail yard or whatever. So, like, it it just oh, worked. that's kind of cool. Yeah, it worked really well to, like, cooperate with other people and play on the same team. So I, I was about to say, for, like, a, <clears throat> a stealth game, I mean, you know, just, like, my outside opinion is just, like, it seems like it'd be more fun to do a SOCOM or, like, a Call of Duty thing where, like, you're all on the same team trying to infiltrate something instead of just like, we're all just going to run around and try to be stealthy, but not and kill each other. So yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Co-op seems like a much more viable multiplayer thing. Yeah. That's, that's cool how they like did it too, where you could like use your own soldiers that you would built up like sort of in mm-hmm. those like missions and whatnot. Like you didn't have to use snake, even though like most of the time I did just cause I like felt like it. But, right. You know, yeah, I would like the old guy award for mentioning SOCOM on a uh, podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> who plays that anymore? No one. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I liked Peace Walker. I really like like that. That was the like I liked number three, but like after Peace Walker, I was like, yeah, I think Big Boss is like cooler than Solid Snake. Like he's like he what do you call? It? He's a lot. I think like Hideo Kojima has, has even said like I think I'm gonna focus on Big Boss from now on just because he's more like interesting I guess or like there's more like to tell with him basically I said my sword was a tool of justice not used in anger not used for vengeance but now now I'm not so sure and besides this isn't my sword I will touch very briefly on uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, which is Raiden's game. Um, did you ever play it, Brian? I bought it. It's on my shelf, and I mean to get to it soon, based on your yeah, recommendation. Yes, yeah, so, like, I enjoyed it a great deal. It's a very short game, though. Like, you can beat it in, like, eight hours, maybe, like, six or eight hours. If you're, if you're, once you get the hang of combat, it's, it's it very, it flows very, like, easily, and you're, like, what do you call it? You, once you know exactly what to do, when you like, you have to chop guys in certain areas and take their power packs, and you like get full health again and stuff. And it, like, it's very addictive that combat, just because, especially like once you beat the game and you get all the bosses' weapons and you go through again, and like you have all the bosses' weapons this time, and like the bosses, um, if like. When we talked about war, uh, fall for fall of Cybertron, like Derek was saying, I think like how he enjoyed playing Megatron, like in that game, because it felt like Megatron was like more powerful, and like that's how it is, like in Revengeance, when you like, af- or at least after you beat a boss and you get their weapon, like their weapon is like so much better than your standard weapons, so it's like it feels like cool, like. One of these guys has, like, a giant pair of, like, hedge clippers, basically. <laughs> or, like, like it's a giant, like, pincer sword that opens up. But, mm-hmm. like, using that weapon, like, I, it's so fun. Like, because you can chop people in half at the waist. You can, like, chop cars in half. It's, like, it's there, so freaking awesome. There, there's a natural feel of progression. Exactly. Like, you feel like you're you're getting, like, an upgrade, like, that, that actually does, like, substantial damage. And I guess, like, in, when you play the first Metal Gear Solid, you're, like, you know, when Snake has to fight Rex, like, on his on foot, you're kind of like, okay, well, like, 
if this were real life, Snake would like die immediately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> giant robot and stuff. But I don't know. Like in in Revengeance, like you feel like you have a chance against like when you fight like a giant like a Metal Gear because you're a friggin' cyborg and you have a sword. Metal and, Gear. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like I, I I enjoyed Revengeance and I like I, I definitely recommend it. It has an awesome soundtrack. Like all the boss fights have like a specialized like sort of heavy metal rock song like for each one. So like you feel like badass when you're beating the bosses and like it'll go into some quick time event eventually when you have to like beat them and like like you stylishly finish them off and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That, that's one thing that's really cool with Metal Gear. They've always had really good soundtracks. Even like the first one on NES, to this day I can still like hear the do 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 do. <laughs> you know, it's just very very catchy. Like you know, very yeah. They're all very distinct. Yeah. Bob, there's. It's all right. We got it out. And I guess I should close out by, like, talking about Metal Gear Solid Five, which, like I mentioned, like, we, we don't actually know when it's going to be released at this time. But, yeah, the, as Brian mentioned, the Ground Zeroes, like, demo was released. And, like, I watched my roommate play it. Uh, Brian, did you beat it? Or? Yeah, um... It's been criticized for the length, but I mean, honestly, even brand new is only like a $30 game. And um, when I bought a PlayStation 4, really the only good game that was out, I don't know if I need quotation marks around good, but uh, the only game that I wanted to buy was Battlefield 4. So by the time Ground Zeroes was released, you know, I was like, hey, you know, prologue to Metal Gear, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and buy it for 30 bucks. And I enjoyed the crap out of it. There's all over again. <laughs> Almost, but like, yeah, people criticize the length, but man, I thought it was great. Like, um, it's one of the games when I have friends over, like, I show them that rain level because that looks like so good, and it's like probably one of the best looking games, at least that level, like for PlayStation Four right now. So, yeah, it's it's the main mission's pretty short. You basically um, go in there. It's more of an open environment now, which makes sense, and it, it actually adds, adds, like, a lot to the gameplay. It's fun, because every time you play, you can, like, sneak all over this giant base that you're at. But basically, all you need to do is, you know, rescue these two hostages, and you get, you get them away by helicopter, and then that's almost the, pretty much the full mission. So it doesn't take a whole lot of time, but it is a lot of fun. I know, like, like they said, if you have want to get like a hundred percent or whatever, it takes a lot longer. But like, yeah, yeah. But I, I watched like him, like my roommate, complete the mission, and we watched like the cutscenes and all that. And like, I was like, it was cool. Like, I was excited by like the story potential and like all that. And uh, what do you think of Kiefer Sutherland like taking over? Oh, I hated it so much. <laughs> like. Um, I went to David Hader's uh, Twitter and I was like, you know, the the uh, people are criticizing Ground Zeroes for being an hour long, but an hour of Kiefer's too long to begin with. So, like, I really dislike whenever Snake opened his, his mouth in this game. <laughs> it just doesn't like, fit, you know. I mean, I don't. Yeah, like I don't, I don't actually like to do. <laughs> Like, I think Kiefer Sutherland has a very distinct voice, and, like, I like 24. Like, I watched 24. I was about to say, is it just, like, Jack Bauer, the video game? (laughs) Yeah, like, I think he's a badass, but, like, I don't know. Like, I can't, like, it doesn't work coming out of Solid Snake, or Big Boss, at least. Like, I don't know if it's just because, like, David Hayter's so, like, like, iconic, like, as him. At this point, yeah. 
You know, yeah, the it first just... line something like, kept you waiting, huh? And I was like, no, you yeah. didn't. Go away. Go away. Don't talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I was kind of like, I, I like when like you hold someone up and he's like, spit it out. <laughs> or he's like, speak. Yeah. Um, the rumor is that, like, and this is just a rumor. Who knows if it's true? But supposedly, they went, there's a possibility they went with Kiefer to kind of um, diverge the voice of Big Boss compared to, like, Snake, and that maybe Snake will be in uh, Phantom Pain. So, like, if there's a confrontation, they wanted him to have slightly different voices, but, you know, who knows if that's legit or not, but boy, would it make me happy that, if it was. That would be cool. Like, I know, I've seen the trailers, and I know they show, like, a young, like, liquid snake you're going to meet, at least. So, yeah. like, I wonder if, like, they'll meet, like, young solid snakes, so... That's pretty Fingers cool. Like, I, I was, I was extreme. Like I, I was assuming it was gonna be since it was like the fir- one of the first big games for like a new system and like, or like you know uh, the first Metal Gear game for like PlayStation Five, and they might figure like this has to be a jumping on point for people who have never played Metal Gear. But like I was so happy to see like yeah like uh what's her name Paz and Chico, and I was like <laughs> oh yeah they're from Peace Walker and uh what's his name um uh, Miller and stuff yeah. Like, uh, like cause, like uh, like I was like, hey, like continuity, like I know these guys, like I, like playing Peace Walker wasn't a waste of my time, you know. Like <laughs> snake, there's a bomb in my snake. <laughs> <laughs> exact, yep, that's the exact line from the from the game. Too. <laughs> that's what she says right before she blows up. Yeah. Oh, spoilers, yeah. But. When you, when you guys were talking about, like, the fucking Gita Cell thing, I, I just keep going back to, like, the old uh, Family Guy Muppets thing. It's like, <clears throat> it's like, yeah, that's what happens when people die. We get weird-sounding Muppets. Hey, Chef, <laughs> what's going on? I made you this. Yay! <laughs> I, I was just thinking that he should have grabbed Paws and been like, Where's the bomb? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then, and then, like, it just cuts out and it goes, Doot! Doot! <laughs> Solid. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Metal Gear Solid Five, and like I was actually like since like Ground Zeroes came out, I was like, oh well, the actual game must only be a little while away. But like there actually isn't like a release date, I don't think, for it yet. Like it might not be out till next year. So like I was kind of surprised that it's still like sort of I guess in production or whatever. Uh-huh. Well, I, I think it well, it's going to be on Wii U, obviously, right? I don't know. I, or it's I think be on it's... Uh, PS4. Just I think it's PS4, PS4 or and... Xbox One. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I, was like, I don't think Wii U's been having trouble. They they don't get shit out really quickly. So if it went on Wii U, they'd probably like edit it for violence. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? Imagine, like, yeah. <laughs> no like, bombs and snizzles on Wii. No, yeah. no, no bombs and snizzes there. I keep no. getting like Metal Gear transferred to PS with a solid because they're like, yeah, fuck Nintendo, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I like all the. I've, I've been watching the trailers and I like Snake has like the robot hand and whatnot and like. Mm-hmm. I'm glad, like you know, it's. I'm glad it's coming out. Basically, so. did your did your roommate get it for Xbox One or PS4? Uh, Xbox. What did you think of the opening level in the rain? Were you blown away by the graphics? Yeah, I mean, it looks phenomenal. Yeah, like it's the be- obviously the one of the best looking games on like the new system so far. Well, Metal, so, Metal Gear tends to do that. They, they tend to release really fucking pretty games. Yeah, they're always like on the 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 edge of uh, technology. I think Kojima is like really. Uh, like uh, he wants he he's he's on the pulse of that basically. Like yeah. he's trying. 
he try and he also tries to do like new things. Like he's kind of like I guess like the Grant Morrison of like <laughs> video games or whatever. Like he tries to do all this like fourth wall. I want to jerk all over this copy of Bubble Bobble, and I want to make a fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, sometimes like some like his, his like his feelings on war and like his personal philosophies kind of get like long winded and like over dramatic sometimes like as as they're told in the games mm-hmm. but you know it's still like fun to listen to and whatnot but and then they still get to shoot somebody in a wheelchair so who cares <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> so i i think that's pretty does anyone else have anything else to, to say about metal gear or i think we should move on metal gear yeah metal I, I was good after uh, metal gear 2 sons of anarchy so yeah <laughs> Sons of Anarchy, yeah. <laughs> Ron Perlman was the voice of Solid Snake in that. <laughs> hey, boys. <laughs> of note, I, I just remembered, but one of the extra missions you can do in um, Ground Zeroes is Rescue Hideo. Did your roommate do that? Uh, No, actually. It's kind of cool. And I think... I like... Speaking of that, like in Peace Walker, you can get Hideo Kojima like in your army and stuff. Uh-huh. That, I thought that was pretty hilarious. Checking the third truck over or some crap. Yeah, I remember like he, that. He has, he has like great stat. Like, well, he has like I think it was like he had piss poor like combat st- stats, but he had like great like food. That's what I was gonna say. Is like cooking stats yeah. were off the charts. <laughs> yeah, like cre- and creative ability. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Iron Shuffle. <laughs> I, like even like when you find him, like yeah, he's like in a truck, and like Snake's like, eh? <laughs> like like Dale like just smiles at him, and then like Snake kidnaps him and whatnot. Yeah, but it's pretty funny. Since when do you care about being sensitive to people's religion, Cartman? Yeah, you rip on people's religion all the time. That's different. I'm just a little boy. That's a cartoon. Millions of people watch it. How would you feel, Cal, if there was a cartoon on television that made fun of Jews all the time? Huh? Uh, I'm telling you guys, it's wrong. So I guess we'll move on from Metal Gear to uh, our cartoon discussion, which is uh, South Park. Uh, South Park is the uh, brainchild of uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Basically, I, I think it started on Comedy Central, right? Like, or, or um, MTV. Uh, actually, no, it didn't. Actually, it started with a, uh, a video on the interwebs, and it was like something about like Santa and Jesus and stuff. And it was so popular, like, Comedy Central picked it up for a show. I, I remember I did not, like, like, at first, like, when I first heard of South Park and people were saying, oh, this show is so funny and blah, 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 I was kind of like, what? It looks like crap. And, it, like, you know, the Simpsons are king of, like, comedy animation, you know? Like, I'm not going to give this South Park shit, like, a chance or whatever. So, like, there was there was a long time where I was like, yeah, South Park, that's, like, garbage or whatever. Just because I guess I was, like, loyal to the Simpsons and whatnot, <laughs> but... I think it was watching the movie, I think, where I was like, ha, that was really funny. And that I finally was like, okay, South Park is good. Like, you know, so I, I, what about you guys? What was, what was like the first time you, you had seen South Park? My first exposure was like, um, it was in high school, I think like 97 or 98, dating myself here. <laughs> Almost as old as Tony, but not quite. No one's as old as Tony. Anyways. I just broke a hip. 
<laughs> I remember like a, a high school friend had an older brother who had went away from college, and he was back on break, and he had this tape with him. You know, it was almost like uh, a bunch of kids like gather around a porno. Like it was like this tape of something we'd never seen, and we're all like in awe of seeing it. And uh, he put it in, and it was this cartoon, you know, South Park, which uh, none of us had been exposed to at the time, obviously. And uh, the humor <laughs> compared to what you were used to at the time was like pretty far out there and pretty uh, mature, I guess is a polite way to put it. So it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if eye-opening is too cliche to say, but it's kind of like a, you know, uh, yeah, it's kind of an eye-opening experience, like seeing this graphic of a cartoon at the time. I think it it works so well because it's so poorly animated, so they can, like, show all this, like, graphic stuff. Yeah. It's like like in recent years they've really, like, pushed the envelope of what they can do on that show. And I don't know, like, because it's, like, so poorly animated, you don't, like, you know, it's not horrific. It's, like, hilarious, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, the, well, you know, one of the ongoing tropes of that show is, like, for so many seasons, one of the main characters dies in every episode. And it's a joke. You you, you don't fucking go, like, you know, oh, they killed him. You're like, oh, how are they going to kill him next? You, know? you bastard. Yeah, you know, it's like, I mean, they officially, like, you know, retired that gimmick for a while which is which is cool it's like i think that i think that's one of the things that's a really good hallmark of the show is like the the matt parker and trey parker uh, and matt stone trey, Par- trey parker matt stone <laughs> i do that all i the do time. that a lot i do that all the time i don't i wouldn't say they're geniuses not by any stretch of imagination there's two goofy ass motherfuckers but i i appreciate the fact that they don't give a shit they they will do what is what they see as funny yeah, and they piss off so many people so many times. They pissed off yeah. one of their reoccurring actors, Isaac yeah, Hayes. They, you know, mm-hmm. when they took the shot at Scientology. But like, basically, what they said was, you know, hey, you know, Isaac, you didn't have a problem when we took shots at like Christianity or Judaism or any of those other religions. But you know, all yeah. of a sudden, it's bad that we're taking a shot at your religion. So yeah, so whatever. Yeah. But and they take, no, they, like, they take shots at themselves too all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like I, I love the the episode where they make fun of Family Guy, and like like at at one point in the episode, like they like well, I forgot like, like manatees and shit. Yeah, the manatee jokes, but like they sort of balance it out where they like you know the guys like you know like I like Family Guy, like, you know like some people don't want to think too much about like their humor. They would just want to laugh. Like they don't want like a show that gets up up its own ass about things, you know, and then, like, they're kind of taking a shot at themselves and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they appreciate yeah. stuff like yeah, that. It's yeah. like, hey, Cartman, you really like Family Guy. It's like your kind of humor. He's like, I'm not like this motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. It's like, when I when I tell a joke, it is to distort a, a real-life fact. And, like, Family Guy is just one interchangeable random joke after the other, you know. I, I like like they aren't yeah afraid to take like shots like that and I think you said it Tony once where like it's kind of like since it's through the eyes of like twelve year olds like it's sort of like they can see through like all the bullshit and stuff basically yeah, yeah. It, it, or or ten year olds I should say yeah, yeah, how like, old are those kids uh, well technically last time we had a progression they're in the fourth grade. Yeah, so probably like eight or nine, maybe. Yeah, and, and, and well, that's that's the funny thing though, is because I don't know if they are, I don't know if they, if Parker and Stone just have like that that mindset, which is really you know appreciative. You know, I mean, I'm I'm an old fuck, and sometimes I get too jaded for my own good too. I get too cynical and stuff. 
But I, I, I remember one episode where Stan, he uh, started seeing things in a bad way and stuff. He was like, everybody started shooting shit out of their mouth when they talked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, dude, I just like, you know. And he just started drinking heavily <laughs> <laughs> so he yeah. could, like, deal with it. And I'm just like, that's a mature, like, kind of subplot because, like, a lot of people do that, you know. It was like. They 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 do that, but at the same time, it goes back to the idea that his friends are like, you know, hey, this is still cool, you know, we're still kids, and like, you know, it, it it's it's a really cool dynamic. I like the idea that they stay kids, you know, they're like, you know, like Stan, you know, like with his girlfriend Wendy Testerberger, he, he still throws up in her face, not because he, he thinks she's ugly. He's, he's a fucking kid, you know. Girls, you know, freak him <laughs> out, you know. Yeah. I think my favorite character on the show was Randy Marsh. Though. Agreed, just, by far. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, every, like, almost every episode. You want some episode. of me? You want some of me? <laughs> you want some of this? Yeah. Or, like, when he... <laughs> I don't know why it makes me laugh, but, like, when, when the Walmart moves into their town, and, like, <laughs> like, he can't stop going to Walmart, and, like, he starts working at Walmart, and he's like... They're like, Dad, but you're a geologist. And he was like, I know, I'll make less money, but I'll shop at Walmart, so it'll all work out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love the fucking World of Warcraft one. That's another great one, yeah. yeah. Where, where, <laughs> where, like, he gets killed, like, Stan, Randy gets killed in the game, he's like, Stan! My fucking joke to that is, like, he runs up and he's like, Stan, I had this for you. And he's like, what is, oh my god, that's like the sword of, like, you know, destiny or omens and stuff. He's like, I brought it for you so you can defeat the evil nerd and stuff. He's like, alright, uh, okay, so how do I click to give? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then like he gets killed, and he's like, "Stan, I always wanted to tell you that I love you." Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> he's like, his house good doing the whole like, uh, uh. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. some good stuff. Yeah. And then like all the like the four kids get so like like pale and like fatty and like, <laughs> like pimply face because all they're doing is playing World of Warcraft. Um, bathroom. Bathroom. <laughs> bathroom. bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so yeah. graphic, but at the same time, it's so fucking funny. It's just like it is, shitting it's everywhere. Hilarious. It's, it's like his mom is like, "Ooh, that's a big one. That's a good yeah. one." Yeah, <laughs> Terry craps all over her face. I think I think my top three episodes are the anime one, World of Warcraft, and Guitar Hero. Like those are my top three favorites. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bryce, my avatar is one of the animes. So. Mm-hmm. That's another yeah genius thing yeah. in anime. Yeah, I love I love when it like it's in all in anime and like Butters gets hit in the eye with the throwing <laughs> star uh-huh. and it just cuts back to like normal thing and he's just sitting there with the throwing star in his eye and he's like, ah! like oh, shit, what do we do? <laughs> yeah. uh, I also like the uh, but because you know what South Park did give us one thing on cable TV. Lately, in the past two or three years, shit has crept into the lexicon. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And well, South Park was the first episode where they were like, we're going to say shit, like, so many times. They had a shit counter. <laughs> yeah, past, yeah, like, Safe Harbor, yeah, like, or 10 o'clock, like, they could, you could only say it a certain amount of times, I guess, yeah. Yeah. I forgot how exactly how it worked, but yeah, 
And then, like, I, I like they were like, maybe they're called curse words because they are a curse. And yeah, it's like, fucking dragon came up and shit. Yeah. yeah, the dragon and like all the knights are running around decapitating anyone who swears and whatnot. Like that was pretty hilarious. I, I will, I will uh, say to this to to you, Brian. You gotta admit though. Um, oh God, I can't remember his fucking name. One of my favorite episodes is uh, the goddamn psychic, biggest douchebag in the universe episode. <laughs> Oh, that's so great. Oh, God, I can't remember. He, this guy was a psychic. Oh, well, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's like, I have a gift. I'm special and stuff. And like this big spaceship comes down. They're like, we have come many miles to find you. He's like, what? He's like, you have a gift, one we've been looking for for so long. You are the chosen one. He's like, I told you I could see the future. And he's like, he's like, the alien's like, you have been nominated for biggest douchebag in the universe. And all the kids are like, sweet. <laughs> and he's like being a big fucking asshole during the whole fucking episode. It's fucking hilarious. I guess, I guess, yeah, that's pretty much what, like, you know, the show, the show is very unapologetic. And it's like, that's why it's so funny. Because it's like so, sh- it's so straightforward in like skewering things, basically. Like. Yeah. The turnaround on the episodes is like amazingly quick. I think it's like down to like a two week period. So if like some big news events happens, like within half a month to a month, usually they have an episode dealing with it. Yeah. So it's, it's like a week. There's there was a special on it. They they can get a fucking episode done in almost a week, like ten days. Yeah, very yeah. very punctual. So that kind of adds to the humor too. Yeah, the top like it's very topical. Yeah, yeah. Which, which like, I mean, you have to appreciate. I will have to say though, like probably my favorite episodes. Especially the later years have to do with uh, Eric Cartman being the coon, the coon. Yeah, <laughs> that's such, funny. such a great Batman takeoff too, because even like does like the fucking kind of Batman voice. I love the one with uh, Cthulhu and all that shit. That was that was just <laughs> my Cthulhu. Yeah, <laughs> um, you like that? I think I think. <laughs> I think it was like this most recent season finale, but like I, I loved the Black Friday like episode, like where where Randy Marsh becomes like a security guard at the mall because his logic is like I'll be the first one inside, like when Black Friday hits, and like I'll just like quit my job as soon as Black Friday <laughs> hits, and I'll be inside the mall already. <laughs> and like like eventually it becomes like this Game of Thrones thing where like the the, the security guards on Black Friday are like the guys on the wall in Game of Thrones, like they hold. <laughs> back like the madness and stuff and like like randy marsh eventually becomes like the head the leader of these guys and i i just love it because they're like you know we sir we've just gotten a report like they're slashing all prices from 80 percent to 90 percent and like randy's like those fools they'll kill us all like just stuff like that where it's like like ridiculous crap in the real world that they they kind of spin to a like the umpteenth degree, basically, just just what? basically what? because it is ridiculous. Oh, I, I think that's like kind of the magic of the show is because like they pick on celebrities and they pick on like high profile politics and stuff, but they also pick on fucking human beings. And when you watch it, you're not like you know, oh man, it's not like the internet where you're like, oh fuck you, you're picking on me. You're like, wow, we're really fucking stupid sometimes. Yeah. Like I love, I also love like the episode where everyone kept buying kept buying a Priuses, mm-hmm. and they're all like, "I I no, got a Prius," and they're like, "Good for you, yeah. thanks." Like a like a bunch of friggin' douchebags. Yeah, yeah. And they're smelling the smug. They fart and they inhale their farts. They're like, ah, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, the good. George Clooney perfect storm is coming. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I think probably one of my favorite things about South Park is it has that Simpsons quality that Simpsons used to have. Because back in the day, the Simpsons used to be really, really good at like starting a story and then midway changing it to a different story. Which was really cool, you know. You you like that? It's not so much a plot twist. It's just like the first five minutes, you're like, "Oh, okay, this is what the episode is going to be about." And it's like, "Oh shit, no, it's not." And the Simpsons have kind of, yeah, I mean, they do it occasionally, but they haven't been as good about that. I think South Park is really good about how they take a story and they will they will continue that same story, but then they will twist it in a really fun way to where it means something different. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, we're taking the same plot. You know, this is what we're going to talk about. But here's something you might not have thought about. You know, like it's like I said, they're not geniuses. They're not like fucking, you know, the greatest writers in the world, but they have a really unique outlook on life. And, like, when you watch the episodes, you're like, huh, I didn't think about it that way. That is kind of fucking yeah. funny, you know? It makes you think about it. It, it. It's a kind of humor that it, it's kind of ironic that how crude it is that it actually makes you think about things pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And the animation has gotten a lot better in recent years. Yeah, they do definitely. They, they have they, moments where it's like, oh, that's that's actually kind of good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For their like construction paper animation or whatever they you know make it out of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, uh, I, I did want to go back to what you said earlier though uh, about the uh, fucking South Park movie. That is brilliant for one reason. That is one of my top ten favorite musicals because they made a fucking yeah. musical. Yeah, it's, it's what do you call it? like? I, I, I'm not a big fan of musicals, but like when South Park does it, or like say like The Simpsons do, does it, like like I, that's when I when I can laugh at it, then like that's all good in the hood with me, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just very it's very fresh, you know. It's it, like yeah, there's a lot of cursing, you know, like you know, fuck your fucking ass, I'll go fuck out, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but at the same time, you know, again, it's relevant. You're like. There's a lot of movies like that. There's a lot of fucking stupid goddamn movies like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, Brian, I, well, you've been quiet for a little bit. Like, do, do you like the later South Park or the earlier South Park? Hard to say. I suppose like it, it eventually matured and got better with age. Like some of the early episodes definitely show their age anymore. And really, like, what's what is it? South Park Studios Online? Like, that's where I watch a majority of the episodes anymore. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Just because it's convenient, you know, usually I stick with the later seasons if I'm, you know, bored. Yeah, it's like two or three days after they premiere, you can watch them, yeah. Yeah. But but that's a good thing, though. It's like the, I, I like the fact that they matured, you know. It's like, I, 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 again, you know, going back to, like, you know, tropes and stuff, I really like how they build some characters and stuff. Like Butters, I love Butters. Butters is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, Butters is funny. Because he, he maintains that innocence, you know, the, the, the four main characters... <laughs> I've gotten a little bit more jaded, a little bit more, you know, snarky and sarcastic. But Butters, you know, is like, you know, and like Kyle will be like, you know, or Stan will be like, oh, shit, dude, what the hell's going on? Like Butters over there, oh, hamburgers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, Butters is great. Yeah. yeah. Like, my cousins have a dog named Butters. Like, <laughs> and, and, like, he even has, like, a little tuft of blonde hair on his head. So whenever I see him, I'm like, oh, boy. Like, hey, Butters. <laughs> but he's... That's pretty funny. Yeah, you know, like I said, the animation helps it because I, I I think that's what I mean. Like you said, it's uh, it's very much exactly what you said. It's so cute 
it kind of takes you out of the seriousness. You're like, oh, they're really cute. Oh, they're like little round fucking faces. They're like being a, then like after it's over, you're like, huh? They talked about some shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> I learned something today. <laughs> yeah. So it's always it's always good. Well, that's. Uh, I guess uh, that's pretty much it. I guess that's all I had to say on South Park. Does anyone have any closing thoughts on it? Or? Um, I will say this. It's been going on for a very long time. It's over ten seasons now. And really, if you think this show is stupid potty humor and kids just being vulgar assholes, you might want to check it out because you might be very well surprised at how intelligent it actually can be. Agreed. My final thought would be I'm ready for more Team America stuff. Yeah, I know. Oh my yeah. god, that'd be great. America. I'd love to see. Yeah, I'd love to see a sequel to that movie. That was that was a really great movie. Yeah. I even like the puppets fucking. I don't care. <laughs> that, that was yes, that was very graphic. Very graphic. Very. <laughs> I, I don't think I think there's like an extended like on the DVD like an extended. Yeah, yeah, yeah there is. More graphic, where yeah, they 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 do stuff puppets shouldn't do. Matt Stone and uh, Trey Parker, uh, what do you call very very sick gentlemen? But there is there therein lies genius, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I, said, I don't want to call them geniuses, but there's a, there's a there's a like genius savant there. They they know what the fuck they're doing. You know, it's just it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. For what? Arresting me for what? I'm not allowed to stand up for myself. I thought this was America. Huh? Isn't this America? I'm sorry, I thought this was America. Well, I guess that's our two topics, so I guess we'll go on to uh, awesome thing of the week. So uh, I will start with Tony. Tony, what is your awesome thing of the week? Um, My thing is going to be actually very random and strange, but uh, I did spring cleaning this week at my house. Kind of reorganized my collection and stuff. I've been trying to downgrade my collection a lot, so I put a lot of big toys into uh, boxes and stuff and try to downsize how much shit was in, like, because how I have my house, my living room is like, you know, hey, girls can come in here and not be afraid. My bedroom is like, oh, well, you're already naked, so here's my toys. Um, <laughs> but uh, in my bedroom is like, I'm very happy with how I've negotiated things because I recently have gotten back into smaller scale toys. I've been collecting uh, small scale Batmobiles and diecast and uh, diecast titanium Star Wars uh, spaceships. I just I, I really dig the the fact that they don't take up a lot of space and stuff. So um, I know this is a big thing in Japan for a couple years, and I think it's still a big thing because Japan doesn't have a lot of space. The like most apartments are really small. So for all the you guys out there who like big toys and you're like, oh, I want to buy these big ass toys. Look into smaller, like smaller collectibles, because it's really easy to like display them. You can make them look really nice, and I find it really awesome that I have this really good setup in my room where it looks a lot more coherent and like you know feasible. So my awesome thing is like actually taking up space in the right way. Don't just show off your big toys. Show off like the cool small toys. So my awesome thing is feng shui, motherfuckers. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Brian, what is your awesome thing this week? Uh, my awesome thing this week is a video game. I uh, recently purchased um, 
the Final Fantasy X HD remake. Final Fantasy X was a game I really enjoyed when it came out. But I think, like, I, I might have been distracted a little bit from it, or maybe underappreciated it at the time or something. Because, I was like, the, the girlfriend that gave it to me, like, shortly thereafter, we had some issues going on. So I think I was kind of distracted. But, like, going through it now, like, I, I'm really enjoying it. I even enjoy playing Blitzball. The Cloister of Trials still sucks balls, but other than that, like, it's a really fun game, and it's nice to have trophies, too. I'm kind of a trophy whore, so it's nice to play through a classic game and get trophies. That's cool. Uh, me, me no speaky Final Fantasy, but, like, you know, it's, that's that's pretty cool. Like, I, that's one, like, game series I've, I don't think I've ever played, like, any of them, basically, but... I guess, is, is there a, like, Final Fantasy game where, like, someone can just... Like, I know most of them, like, tell their own story, but is there, like, one you'd recommend for, like, just jumping into, like, something, like, foot feet first? Hmm. 13 isn't bad because it kind of holds you by the hand, and at the time when it was released, like, people complained that it was pretty linear, but I think for a newcomer, that would be, like, an advantage because, you know, I mean, basically you just move forward. And as long as you're moving forward, you're you're playing the game right. And another thing about the uh, Final Fantasy XIII was, like, the combat was so addictive and, like, fast-paced. It's probably, like, each time they kind of, you know, switch the combat up a little. They try to mix in new um, techniques or just slightly different ways of playing. And, like, Final Fantasy XIII, I think, by far was, like, my favorite combat system just because it's like always on the go and like you know very fast paced so I guess if I had to recommend one to you Final Fantasy 13 would be the one I'd recommend cool I, I, I would go with 9 myself I like Final Fantasy 9 gotcha I'll keep that in mind if I ever decide to get into Final Fantasy okay well I guess I'll go next uh, my awesome thing of the week is an anime um, it's been a new anime that's uh, well actually I've got two animes but I'll, I'll start with the new one it's only been out for a couple weeks uh, that's been airing in Japan called Captain Earth. Uh, it's basically <laughs> like a new... Yeah, I know. Is it's, the it's power a, yours? <laughs> yes, I was going to say there's already like tons of like memes online of like the, the main mecha from it, like with Captain Planet's face <laughs> plastered over it, basically. <laughs> but yeah, it's basically this kid who like finds out like his dad like... Like, his dad died long ago, and if he finds out, like, his dad died repelling this alien invasion, and then, like, he 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 gets, like, this, this weird, like, gun that, like, activates this giant robot that's housed in this satellite, and, like, the satellite's all, like, it, the, the launching sequence is really cool, because, like, it's, like, he start it's sort of like Fortress Maximus, almost, it's, like, he starts off as this small robot, then he gets shot into this other satellite and combines in, with that satellite, then he gets shot into another satellite and combines into an even larger body to form the, like, big, the big mech, and, like, I don't know, it, it's... Nicely designed and whatnot, and um, uh, all the characters. So, like, there's only three episodes out so far, and like, they've all been like fan subbed or whatever. But uh, I'm enjoying it so far. It's kind of like Gundam esque most, and like, you've got your four main characters, like where it's like you know main protagonist kid, and then there's like quiet, like sort of moody kid, and then there's like goofy girl, and then there's like like serious girl, basically. But, so it's but, like, but, like it's, do you have a shower? Not yet. Like, there's there's two, like, bad guy aliens, like, so far. And there's like, a bunch of, like, weird, like, organizations and, like, I don't know. It's kind of hard to d describe so far. But, like, I, I'm enjoying it so far. But 
I, I said so far like four times in a row. And but hey, hey, who doesn't <laughs> like big robots? So. Yeah, exactly, yes. And big robots and big boobies. Yes. <laughs> Both boner-inducing. Exactly. And um, the other anime I'm watching, in be- like, I-, I was watching Captain Earth in between watching Turn A Gundam, which is, like, considerably older, but it's one of the few Gundam series I haven't seen yet. So, like, I decided to start watching it, and, like, I'm about 13, 14 episodes in, and I'm enjoying it so far. I'm, it's very different. Like, Derek warned me that he's, like, he kind of compared it to Beast Wars in regards to, like, like as compared to, like, G1 Transformers, where you have to get past, like, all the, like, new-looking, like, Gundams and mobile suits and stuff, and then you're kind of like, oh, this is pretty good, but... Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying Turn A Gundam, and like I'll, I'll watch it till the end, and like I'm kind of sad now that like years ago they they were gonna release like Bandai was gonna officially release like an English, or at least not, not a dub, but at least like an English subtitled DVD release of the entire series, but it got canceled when. You, uh, you do know that the uh, Turn A Gundam was designed by Sid Mead, right? Yes, yeah. That's, what do you call it? It's very like unique looking, and yeah. like it's like no other like main Gundam that there's ever been. And yeah, and for for those who are not a uh, well versed in uh, sci-fi, Simi did a lot of the uh, concept and uh, designs for Blade Runner. So there you go, American influence. Yeah, it's very like it's got the mustache and whatnot. It's a pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, like I'm enjoying Turn A Gundam, and I I hope to continue enjoying Turn A Gundam. So. Yeah, that's it for me, basically, and I think that's it for us, so, you know, uh, you know this, you know, Derek will usually rattle off the usual stuff, you know, we check our Facebook page, you know, subscribe to us on iTunes, check our Tumblr page. Uh, we have a Twitter. Check, uh, yeah, we're on Twitter, we got Stitcher Radio, you know, if you have any comments about this show or any other show or any problems, if you think we suck and we, we you need to, the burning need to tell us, then please, please tell us, because we will read your email online, uh, on air, and we will uh, probably make fun of you in return, you know, basically, and tell you, tell, tell you why you suck, why it is you and not us that don't suck. that uh, email address, though, so they know. It's fanholespodcasts at gmail.com. Yep. Yeah, send your uh, unadulterated love or unadulterated hate there. So that's pretty much it. Uh, we'll catch you next time on the Fanholes Podcast. This is Mike Thunderwing. Hey, this is Brian Breakdown. This is Tony Chanclaw, and for no reason, I am Mr. Dangerous. Who's? <laughs> Who's? Brian? Brian! There's a bomb in his Sutherland's like, what? <laughs> it's a bomb in her skin. Check real quick. <laughs> Let me see what's in there. <laughs> oh, where's the keys? That's Kiefer Sutherland's one goddamn hard impression to do. Like, his, no one sounds like him. Like, I can almost do a David Hater, but I can't do Kiefer Sutherland.
But, and that's probably why he doesn't fit so much as Solid Snake, because he just sounds like Kiefer Sutherland, basically. Yeah. I, I just sound like Christian Bale trying to keep his own. Oh, that's a bomber snatch! <laughs> the Those aren't words. <laughs> There's a bomb in a hooch. <laughs> I There's a bomb in a hooch. You know, like, There's a bomb in her snooze. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the title of this episode. There's a bomb in her snooze. <laughs> what is going on, Brian? Miss Clinton, it appears that terrorists have snuck a snook up your snooze. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs>